Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Can you hear me? Jess Messon Broadcast is hosted by Jess Bowl, a visual artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Jess invites those who've inspired her to recount their tales of becoming professional artists and creators. Through sharing memories and stories, Jess and her guests relive experiences, discuss new projects, and foster new ideas, all while making sense of this crazy pop culture world we live in. Tune in weekly for a variety of guests ranging from musicians, designers, artists, and entrepreneurs who are actively creating the world around us. And now, it's time for Jess Messin Broadcast with Jess Full. Yo, everybody, we're here today with Fuzz from Caravan of Thieves, um, Deep Banana Blackout, and Tom Tom in the interior at my studio. I think it's Dave exactly. We're going to rest, and Fuzz is well aware of me. Did you ask me a question? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it got a little jumbled up there. I didn't hear what you said. I'm not hearing anything right now. Yo, Fuzzy, there. I'm there now. Yep, I just heard. I, okay, I can't so hear you. I'm like, yeah. So now we're literally having a phone call, for real. I'm on my cell phone too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have Fuzz with us from Caravan of Thieves, Deep Banana Blackout, and Tom Tom Club. And you know, Fuzz and I met many moons ago, and I often ask people, do you remember meeting? And normally the answer is no, but I actually can remember meeting you, which is so exciting. <laughs> and it was, it was on Jam Cruise, you guys. It was Jam Cruise 5. I had um, met Eric Kalb, and he introduced me to you and Jen, and I was on Jam Cam filming. And, you know, you guys were, like, one of the first bands that I really – it was Deep Banana Blackout, and I just, like, really enjoyed you guys. So – all these years later, to still have you, you know, in the corner is super awesome. So welcome. Uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, that, that that was that was the year that so that was the year that Deep and Blackout played, right? Yeah. On yeah, yeah. Jam Cruise, right? Okay, because I'm thinking because there's been a few different. There was another time where I did, uh, you know, uh, a, a show with, uh, and I think there was I think some of Deep and was on that year, but it, I did a. a Motet doing Talking Heads. Does that sound familiar? Or was that a? Um, I don't think I don't know if that was the same year. I was on the boat working, 
and doing um, filming for Jam Cam when I was doing videography stuff for bands. So I, I was there working, but I didn't think that would have been a different boat. I don't remember. Oh, okay, yeah, that that was okay, yeah, that was that was probably a different year. But I know that you're talking about the Dia because we had that. That was the year we did the the funk and soul like like a disco party or something like that, right? Doesn't there like everybody was kind of dressed up and in uh yeah and their their best pimp attire. <laughs> I know. Well, I've I've had a few guests on this show where we like recall jam crews, and it's just like. So not really explainable until you go and experience it for yourself. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, you know. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's I guess the closest thing I could come up with is like basically take a take a festival, any kind of festival that you'd have in a in a in a campground or something like that, and just transplant it onto it onto a cruise ship. You know, and it's kind of a even though that doesn't really sum it up, but it's kind of a you know. It, yeah, that's definitely yeah, the concept it, of it. But then you're like together for seven days in a very confined space, and there's so many things planned for you, like different themes for parties and whatever. That like you by like day three or four, you have FOMO, so you just like all of a sudden go into superhuman capabilities to attend to everything. It's like pretty impressive. To see enough oh, yeah. people have like that that level of dedication and energy. Oh, I know. It's like a, it's definitely something you have to kind of take a vacation after you get off the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what probably I said to my buddy last time. I was of... like, the... "What's that?" <laughs> I said that's what I said to my buddy last time. I was like, "You go on cruise, and you only if you know what you're doing, you come home and you take like another four days to recover." Oh yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, you know, I find, and because the thing is, you know, and I, I've I've actually never been on a cruise uh, other than Jam Cruise, so I don't know what to compare it to. But uh, but Me I, uh, yeah, it's just not like a cruise is not my idea of a vacation normally but this is this is not anything like that I, i'm assuming and uh and I, I well one of the things i did i figured hey i'm out on the boat i'm in the you know i'm in the caribbean i'm going to uh i'm going to do the other daytime fun stuff but that's definitely a uh um a double-edged sword because it's like we you know we'd be up all night doing what we're doing basically whether it's a game or just hanging out and then uh and then being like got to get up bright and early to get off the boat to get on you know i <laughs> i remember one time <laughs> I saw scuba this guy, diving. I, yeah right we're gonna go scuba diving we're gonna go whatever to like do some kind of which is I, i'm like i can't not do this we're you know like you know this is i'm we're not gonna totally i'm here, not gonna yeah. sleep, i'm not gonna sleep all day in my cabin when we're sitting at a tropical island here you know and uh but <laughs> but i remember one time i was come, i think it was um i think it, i don't know if that was the year when we stopped at turks and caicos but uh but uh that was the year that was our that was the boat i was on Okay, Turkey. Yeah, and so yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember doing the whole day on the island and getting back to uh, to to the boat. You know, it was kind of like a you know like a you know close to the time I needed to be back there. Like maybe you know like a half hour before. I remember some guy walking off the boat all disheveled, like he just woke up and was like, "What's going on over here?" And I'm like, "I don't know, but you better turn around and get right back on that boat because you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna leave here. Like this is this is yeah, not the totally time to get up." Right 
I think you're a little late to the game. You, know, you got you, you better get right back on that book. But uh. <laughs> yeah, like this this party ended like an hour ago, bro. <laughs> okay, tell us kind of like a little bit of backstory about how music happened for you. Like, was it a growing up thing? And kind of give us a little bit of a story on how you came to be a professional musician. Um. I mean, you know, if I could, uh, I, I, from as far back as I can remember, you know, I want to say maybe five or six years old, I remember uh, kind of discovering music on my own in a way that, like, you know, my parents were, I didn't come from a family of musicians, but my, my parents were definitely music lovers, and, and uh, they, always, they were always listening to music, and, and had pretty decent taste in music, too. They were, you know, it would... There would be um, jazz records and you know classic soul records and things like that. So I would, I remember putting those records on and listening to just on my own. It was sort of my uh, earliest memory of being like, I want to hear this uh, Supreme's Greatest Hits record or something like that. And I, you know, and I because I I just loved the, the sound of Diana Ross's voice as a you know, and and so I would. I remember listening to that stuff, but I didn't get motivated to actually do it myself until I was a bit older, I think it was about 12 or 13 when I decided to start to play guitar. And I think at that point, what, what lured me in was MTV, basically, and, you know, and seeing rock guitar players and the, the, the visual and the gymnastics of it, I think, really was more what kind of drew me in to be like, hey, I would like to do that, too, uh, as opposed to just listen to it. And so, you know, it started at that point, And I don't know, I just, you know, for a long time was just a I did play gigs early on. I think I was 14 when I played my first, uh, you know, bar gig, I guess. And, uh, you know, just playing rock music. I was mostly just trying to sound like whatever, Van Halen or something like that. <laughs> and I, and, uh, <laughs> and I, this was me trying to, but I, when, when I got uh, out of college was really when I, you know, I even studied music in college, which was another, I kept, kind of dancing around this idea that I would be a musician, you know, for most of my uh, teen years and early 20s, because I was, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be my life. I'm just, you know, I like music a lot, and I'm, I like playing the guitar. And I played, you know, I was, even by the time I was in college, I had been in several bands and, you know, played a lot, and but not really sure that it was my thing, you know, like, and uh, I was even a psychology major in college, and then I, but then I wound up switching over to music and uh, and when as soon as I got out of college I was kind of like I got to that point where I was like you know what let, let me let me give this a try let me let, you know I, I do really like doing this and I'm going to just give it a few years and see if this actually works and you know what, what do I have to lose kind of thing you know <laughs> right. I'm in my early 20s you know like and so I uh, so I I did I and I and I and I put I put a bunch of effort into it had a few bands going and one of them wound up being deep and out of blackout and uh and uh, I wasn't anticipating it was going to be uh, a big success or anything like that. I just figured it was a fun thing to do. Nobody was, was really doing funk music at this time. It was the 90s, you know, and it was like, you know, there was it was grunge rock or, or, uh, or you know, old school R&B and funk was not in. <laughs> so like, yeah, right. So, uh, 
so but I liked it. You know, I was like, let me let me you know let's let's try to do this and and, uh, and I wound up picking up a lot of steam more than I anticipated and and uh, that sort of set the wheels in motion for me because then I, I at that point I was like, all right, I'm doing this and I'm making a living doing it and I'm on the road and I'm touring and and uh, and and I mean since then I just kind of kept trying to you know, figure out my next move basically and explore new kinds of music, new styles to do. That's what sort of led me to doing uh caravan of thieves. And that was a, just a, a, just a, a, an intentional departure from uh, doing the funk and soul thing. Cause it's like this completely different concept of, uh, you know, mixing gypsy jazz and classical and, and uh, theatrics and comedy and, and you know, and yeah, oddball, totally. you know, and so, uh, you know, and I think some of that was maybe as a result also of working with uh, Chris and Tina for for a while with Tom Tom Club because they 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 kind of to me confirmed the idea that music is not just technical but it's all it's it's more it's it they kind of uh, uh, you know they're they're more artists than they are uh, musicians I feel like in a lot of ways and so they they you know they they uh, I got a lot of uh, uh, confirmation in my, you know, for me and saying that, because I always liked, I always thought of it that way too. And, but, you know, as a musician, you know, as you're learning music and especially at the time period and all the peers that I was with, you know, you try to keep up with all the technical uh, accomplishments yeah. of all your musician friends, you know, and, and I realized it's kind of like, I don't, but it came back to it. And that's why I always love things like blues or R and B. It's kind of like that music is, is not complicated. It's just more of a feeling. And, uh, and then, of course, how you want to express it or how you want to uh, see it to its final place, it's, it, you know, that's, that, that becomes the creative part and, and the artistry of it. So that's what, you know, what's kept me, uh, you know, on this path for, for, for not just playing music, but also creating and inventing projects that have a unique uh, uh, niche then. Well, you mentioned a couple of things that I want to touch on that I kind of, I really appreciate. First being the fact that you were apprehensive to pursue a passion because for me, I can relate to your story a lot because when I was in college and stuff, I was always signing up for art classes and I'd go to the first couple and I'd see if it was, and that was very, I mean, it's still very difficult for me to maintain because it's a very expensive job. But like even in college, it was something that every semester I was gravitating towards and I had been since I was a kid, but was never really like in my wheelhouse of this is actuality. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't raised in a creative, I mean, my household was very creative, but like business first, creativity second. So I relate to that and that like that jump that you take and the risk that I think is what kind of identifies you know, the difference between, you know, like dreamers and believers, like taking that first jump to say, "Uh, I'll give it a shot. Like I'll give this three years and see where it can end up is really like the biggest ballsiest step in getting it going to begin with. You know, like I feel like everyone to a degree has an opportunity to pursue a passion. It might not be a creative one, but like it's the, 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 the like differential there is the one are the people that are going to like actually take the deep six dive and give it a shot. So, you know, I 
relate to kind of your story in that because to hear that you were like footing around it and like playing with the idea is how I felt too. So like once you actually get that motion to really go do it, like the feelings of like self and accomplishment and also like shock and awe are amazing, you know? And then you also touched on Chris and Tina and kind of how, you know, separating them as from musicians and comparing them more as artists. And I see you that way as well, because your repertoire of music is, you know, diverse. So when I think when, you know, musicians or painters or artists of some sort are just creating the same sort of thing over and over again, you know, I consider you maybe a musician and that's your craft. But when you are going into like the genre that you've chosen and then even going outside of that and bringing in visual aspects or new, new styles, new music, new sounds and exploring new things. That's when I think you like jump off and move into like the artist category and not so much the musician category. And that's where I put you, you know? So I think like both of those things are kind of like comparable. It's like that curiosity, you know? Right, right. It's, it's, uh, I mean, and I think that that was maybe ultimately what drove me to decide uh, to, to pursue it as a real career, because um, I think, you know, just, just playing music for me, I I love it. You know, I love to go out and play the guitar or to sing or to, um, you know, just be on stage and making music in whatever way that would be, you know, (laughs) you know, banging on some pots and pans when we do Caravan of Bees or, you know, like, (laughs) What, what, whatever that is, like, I, I do enjoy the the physical, I guess, part of it, if you want to say, the, the technical part of it. But but I don't know that that would have been enough to keep me interested and and to put everything else aside just to do it. Like, it, it was really the creative part of it for me that that put me in this place in the first, initially, and, and it's kept me here for this long, you know, um, because that that that's kind of an like I could go kind of a long time without getting on stage and playing or going you know getting in front of an audience and playing like I could I don't I you know if I if I take a month off from doing a gig uh, I'm not it's not I like you know I get the itch or urge to want to go and play it. you know it's nice but, to take a break <laughs> yeah like I don't it's not like I'm not like if I don't play, you know, some, some musicians really just want, I mean, maybe they have to, they're trying to make a living obviously, but uh, you know, but it's a, but it's, but, and I'm not saying I do that, but if I, I've been, I've been, I've had certain times in my life where I've had long breaks from from performing and, uh, and it hasn't been, you know, like I've gone through serious withdrawal or anything like that, (laughs) but what I, but I, but what I, but what I have, what I do get the urge if I go too long without doing something creative or writing or, you know, songwriting or something like that, that then I do start to get uh, kind of a, a an like an I get antsy and I want I get a bug and I'm you know that's that's the thing that I think is more essential to, in my being than anything else is 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 creating and and that can come in any form. It's not just songwriting. It's also just uh, uh, you know envisioning a project or it's working on different concepts to do in the show or, or whatever it is. It's just, it's, it's uh, but it's something where I get to exercise that part of my brain. And I think that that part is always moving and it's, uh, 
and, and or or wants to, and if I leave it too dormant, it starts to you know it starts to fight me, you know. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I totally and, uh, get that. <laughs> you know, like I struggle a lot with the whole idea and the notion of man, it would really be nice to take a break today. You know, I'm going to take a day off, and then I'll be sitting here or whatever, and I'll come up with something, and you know, the desire to be like, you should really be taking a day off or chilling out, and also like you know, the need and really like, like the desire to produce that, that idea into actuality overtakes all the, all the other like emotional feelings. And I think that's what like puts you in that scope of a constant creator and and an artist, you know, it's not something that you necessarily, you know, it's like you need to do it. You have to do it. You know, like you can't just like sleep on it. You know, it drives you nuts. Right, right, right. And, you know, and I've kind of, I've kind of yet to, uh, to really examine and and think about the psychology behind that because I do find it kind of fascinating. Like, what makes any of us really that? Um, you know, I, I did some research on this a because I'm just interested in, it, but also I have been, you know, I've always been interested in psychology too. And I and I kind of and I know I, it's and I, such I, an interesting I, combination that you you know as a musician as an artist that is what you gravitated towards to study in school because all of my work centers around human behavior and I'm very interested in the psyche of people and what makes you tick. And I think that's just like a classic connection, you know? Yeah. And I've heard this from a few people who are artists thinking of things in in a psychological way and from psychologists or therapists who are thinking of their work in an artistic way. And, uh, and Mm -hmm. I kind of, and, and I and I have uh, because some people have said this is kind of an art, and I could see that, you know, because there is, you know, you're you're sort of forced to I think be creative when you're because you have to think on the spot. I mean, not that I I don't know a lot about this. I'm not a therapist, but I've done some research on it, and I know that when you're faced with somebody, you know, telling you whatever it is they're going through, like you have to kind of think on the spot. It's kind of a, you have you're forced to kind of improvise with how you want to handle that situation. And it's, and, and, uh, and in some way there's a kind of an artistry to how you want to um, respond to that. And, 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 uh, and, and, and maybe 100%. there's creativity in all the professions. That's what I mean about people. Like even if you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if you're an accountant, this is why we need all of this to make the world go around. Everyone has a creative vessel. It just like, you know, depends on what you apply that to and what your brain span is going to use that for. Because I mean, if you're in, you know, in some sort of legal situation and you're, you know, appearing before the court, you got to think on your feet and be creative on how to handle all that. You know what I mean? So I totally hear what you're saying. And also like the awareness of people of how to handle things and all that good stuff, you know? Right, right, of course. And it's a, and, you know, and I found that like, there's actually not a lot of research in this department though, uh, because I was kind of interested to see where, if that might be an area that I could dive into a little more. And uh, there's very few people who have actually done research on what kind of what makes the artist tick, you know, and, uh, and, um, and so it's just another in- interesting area to, to explore. But but uh, but I think what you're saying is true that that everybody is creative. And I've said this many times to students of mine or friends of mine, especially people who are like, oh, I'm not, I don't, I'm not creative at all. I can't, I don't, you know. And I'm like, it's, I know. When you think about it, and it's like, 
you know, I, I think it just comes down to saying what just, some people just decide at some point in their life where they're like, I'm an artist, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, and then they make that decision and they move forward with it. But, um, you know, and, 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 it, and, it's, and there's also a big difference between saying, well, this is what I do as my profession, because like you said, even, a, even an accountant, you know, that might be just crunching numbers or whatever, but it's, but it's, there's, there's still, it doesn't mean that you're not a creative person. And I think it comes down to the basic human condition, which is we we're all forced to be creative all the time. It's how we got our intelligence in the first place. It's kind of like you're faced with a crisis, you're faced with something you have to deal with and you have to kind of figure it out on the spot. You have to learn how to do problem solving adaptation. That's all stuff that I believe is all the same part of the brain or at least access to some of the same parts of the brain where you're having, you know, having to be, you have to be creative. You have to figure out what to do. And, and, uh, and to me, 100%. songwriting is, is, is in, in a lot of ways, just problem solving. It's kind of like, okay, I got to figure out where to go next with this, with this idea. Well, you know, does, what, what comes after this verse, you know, I, let me see if I can, you know, think of what, what's going to be the right fit. You know, it's just, you know, if this discord change, then maybe it's got to go to this chord change. It's kind of, it's almost like a, it's a puzzle, really. And uh, I think we all well, have yeah. that. Well, yeah, and you're just applying that, you're applying that to sound. I'm applying that to something visual. And people are applying that to what they do every day in life, which is why I know you and I are big advocates for music and our education. And you're working with Creative Consciousness, which is a group that is an on-touring, on-campus workshop group. And it's so important because I feel like this is such a great segue to introduce that project because music and art education in your primary formative years isn't only about trying to foster new musicians and new artists. It's about nurturing that portion of the brain. So whatever your element later in life is, that's where your creativity comes from. That's why those programs are so important. It may not mean you become a rock star or Andy Warhol, but you, you know, whatever you find to do for yourself, you apply that stuff. So tell us about the project you're involved with now. Um, you're, t- you're talking about Conscious Campus? Conscious Campus, yes. Right, okay. Yeah, um, I mean, that's something, you know, it's a good friend of mine who, who, who owns and runs it, Greg, you know, Greg Bure and, and his wife, Reese. they kind of, you know, they, they, I kind of stepped into, into it because, you know, it was just, we were, Caravan of Thieves is on the roster as, a, as, a, as an artist, um, and that's kind of how it started. And then I was like, let me try my hand at trying to, you know, book some of these programs too, because it was, um, you know, I just, I like the message behind it. There's a lot of, you uh, uh, you know, the, the things that you don't get taught in the classroom, you know, just, you know, understanding the differences between, each, you know, one another. These are the kinds of, you know, I feel like there's, there's so much intentional divide going on all the time, you know, between the way, you know, just how we're brought up, you know, the messages in, in the media, there's messages in, from the politicians, it's, you know, it's this constant, you know, battling with all this divide. So this this is sort of like trying to, hey, you know, like, the, you know, working together and collaborating is more is is the real secret to our success as a species. And so, um, so it's a, uh, you know, so that that message felt good, and that's been part of. Uh, so net, you know, so it, it from the booking standpoint, it just is kind of like, oh, this is a kind of an interesting, a good project for me to get behind to see how I can help in that in that way. But also then help developing and creating new programs 
and bringing new people into the mix. Like I brought, uh, you know, my friend John Roberts into the mix uh, last year uh, or this year, really. Um, and, uh, you know, he's the, he does the voice of, uh, of uh, the mom on Bob's Burgers, Linda, Linda Belcher. So he's, he, you know, he goes out and does a, yeah. <laughs> so he does it, he does a fun talk. It's like a kind of a stand up, but it's also, he does a, you know, like he does the talk about his, you know, his life experience and, and that sort of thing. And it's, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and I'm just been trying to get more and more people I know into the mix and, uh, you know, some of them, is, there's, there was the visual art thing, which I, we talked about, the, the, the body marbling, which is, uh, you know, something else. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't get that together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we, we figured it out, and we got, we got, we got it rolling. And, you know, the, it's okay, just a fun so thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that wound up being, we've done it a couple of times, and it's been a, been a hit, you know, because it's one of those things, again, it's like a transformation. And, but, but the thing that I've been working on, my, my, my project that I've been working on there is this, uh, this talk about New Orleans, which is um, where I talk about the, uh, um, the, 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 basically the, the birth of jazz in New Orleans and the history that led up to it, which is all, this, all these different cultures that, you know, we're, we're working together. Again, it comes back to this collaboration thing. And, and, uh, and, and even some of the classroom visits that I've been doing as well are all geared towards that. I do these songwriting exercises and they, you know, and, and, and the kids are sort of forced to work together and, and listen to each other and, and respect the, one another's ideas. And it's just a fun thing, really, but it's because most of them aren't even musicians, but they're having fun scribbling down ideas and, and they come up with some pretty interesting, interesting stuff. And then they have to get up in front of the class and they, you know, and they, and they do their song and I just kind of wing it and improvise uh, some kind of music behind them. And they just have a, you know, you know, they're, they're 10 year olds, you know, but, but they, but yeah. they, they have a, good, they have a good time with it. And it's more the, about the message. It's not about like, you know, they're going to learn the art and skill of being a, a master songwriter. You know? It's just about the, 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 you know, Hey, music could be a fun activity. Music is a chance to also collaborate and to, and to listen and, and, uh, and work together and see what you can create and come up with at the end and have, you know, and, and that's been part of the message in some of these, uh, whether it's, a, you know, something for young kids or something for a college age, you know. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that because I did a, a residency on campus at my alma mater, St. Bonaventure, last year, earlier this year. I mean, we're at the end of the year, so what's the difference? And, um, you know, it was interesting to see because I was in the foyer of the gallery and everyone walks through this big building because it's you know snow zone to cut through to get warm to go between the dorms and you know i me and my big mouth i'm like hey sit down and make some watercolors with us sit down and make some watercolors with us and before you knew it you had people sitting at the table that you know you had basketball players and then you had people that were in the chorus and all this sort of stuff. And they were all communicating kind of for the first time. It like opened up a door to joke around and be like, Hey, look at how funny my thing looks. And like, that's what was so much fun about that project because not only were, was I seeing people try something new that obviously they've looked at before and been like, huh, that looks cool, but maybe not for me with like, you know, kind of no strings attached. And then the outcome of that were was watching students, you know, forge relationships and communicate with each other for the first time that maybe wouldn't have all four years of college. So, you know, we all listen to music and we all take in art. So it should be an open dialogue discussion to like, 
you know, forge relationships, not pull them apart. So I appreciate yeah. your your involvement in that. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly it right there, you know, and uh, you know, and and, and I, I think an, an even more interesting group of kids that I worked with recently were were, were eighth graders, you know, and and that's kind of the age, and I've learned this from in the past, like even just doing a a school concert, you know, and sometimes a school concert with a workshop. And it's amazing the difference, say, between the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, right? And by the time eighth grade rolls around, a lot of them are like, you know, very self-conscious. They're very, uh, they're more, a little more mature, but they're also very cautious, you know, and they're, and they're, and they're right. just a little more awkward, you know? And so, and so it was interesting by the end of this class that, that, uh, you know, in the beginning, they were all very hesitant to, to you know, and, 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 and some were like a deer in headlights and like, all right, we're going to break into groups and we're going to, you know, going to create something and then you're going to present it to the rest of the class. And, you know, I could tell that someone like, like, oh, like oh, no. yeah. <laughs> don't even, don't even, yeah. don't even go there. Like, and, <laughs> and, uh, but by the end, they were like, it was amazing to see the transformation, how much they got comfortable with it, because they saw that like, hey, you could go up there in front and you can make a you can make a spaz out of yourself and, 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 and it's okay. Like, it's kind of like, you know, just, just kind of, you know, be yourself. Do, and, and they, a lot of them had that message in their songs. Even they were like, it's, I want to be me. I want to be myself. I, you know, you know, there's, I guess there's a lot of anti-bullying messages already being put across to, to, to young kids these days. Cause I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an issue. And, uh, but they were, they had it on their mind and they were, you know, and the, but, it, but it doesn't change the fact that that's just the age that we're very self-conscious and, and this definitely broke those, those barriers down. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's endearing, like the sooner you can get comfortable with yourself and find, you know, your element in the way that you can, you know, really define yourself and express yourself and find your comfort in it and other people's comfort. And then maybe later on in life, if you want to use that to make people a little uncomfortable, whatever your deal is, you know, but it's like to learn that early on is, you know, so, so important. I was lucky enough to kind of gain that you know, I would say around like eighth, ninth grade where like people started being like, oh, that Jesse Fole, she's so outspoken. Well, guess what? Now here we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, I guess that's, that's how that all started. But, you know, like being given that opportunity. And I think when you see it from somebody that isn't necessarily your teacher, as far as, you know, the concept, like I'm going to school, this is my teacher. It's coming from, um, you can look at somebody else and identify with them, you know, and, you know, learn that message. And I mean, that's all that, that's what we're here for. I was talking about this the other day that really my job is to create and, you know, usurp my surroundings and then like kind of digest that. And then, you know, in the same way, like reproduce it with messages and perceptions and how I'm seeing things to make people either feel one way or the other, you know, to like take, take notice and find themselves in it. And that all starts with like these conversations at a young age. So, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Hopefully this year we can, you know, partner up and talk about what we were talking about last year, which is something different. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's just been an evolution over the last, uh, for me anyway, like over the last, you know, year to two year, you know, year and a half of like, um, you know, and, and and because I've kind of kind, you know, I, I've intentionally said I'm not going to 
be on the road all year long anymore. Like I want to do, you know, I want to do some shows and some runs here and there, but I don't want to, there's, there's other stuff that, that I want to do with my life, you know, like, Dude, and, yeah. so, and so I, you know, so I've kind of chosen to, to, to kind of, you know, you know, instead of be running at a hundred percent all the time with that, you know, you know, maybe be running at like 60% and that way I could, I could leave some room for some other stuff. And, and some of this educational to me is, is, uh, is, is not only like important, but it's really interesting and really, and, and, and not just going and doing it again, it comes back to the same way I, I look at music and performance. It's like, like, I like going to do a gig, but what I'm more interested in doing is writing the music and arranging the, the music and, and, and organ, you know, and, and putting the show together. Yeah. And that's the same way I look at the education thing. I, I'm, I, I don't mind getting in front of the, class and being like hey let's talk about this and do this but what I'm more interested in is actually like you know designing and 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 thinking of ways to 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 come up with new activities and new exercises and workshops to yeah, to, to uh, you know to to then you know put the you know with the at the end of the day to create these messages that that uh, uh that are that are really the important things in life that we I think mostly overlook, especially uh, in in how we, you know, there's always so much emphasis on like you got to learn your ABCs and your and your, you know, and, and you know, and math and 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 whatever. And that's important. Obviously, you don't want to, you know, have a bunch of dunces going out into the world, but but that that far overshadows like the real important things in life that you can tell when you see the adults. Like, man, you know, if we had learned at an early age how to just be better people, we would be we'd be not only would we be at a, in a better place, just you know. Um, uh, you know, just in how, uh, emotionally and how we feel amongst one another, but we would be more productive because, I mean, you can see it right now. Yeah, socioeconomically, you know, for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, look at I how... Mean, there's, how <laughs> there's a separation. I totally get what you're saying. There's a separation that is, you know, taught to us very early on, and it's even kind of funny being an artist now because, like, you know, there's a there's a large perception that it's like, oh, my God, it, you know, artists are weird and all this stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Maybe we are. <laughs> but, you know, it's not like we're not weird, bad people. And, if anything, the conversation should be informative and, and open-minded and all that sort of stuff. And that's something we can apply to being intimidated or maybe, you know, uncomfortable in our surroundings, that that is something that is taught to us based on perception. If from an early on, we were just all engaging and we were like, oh, that person's athletic and, oh, that person's creative and this person's into this and like whatever, you know, later on, the divide would be a lot less. And that, that goes over all spans. I mean, that's sex, that's race, that's the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think it is important to, like, engage and try to, you know, in a sense, part of our responsibility is to undo that stigma and also educate for it and advocate to, like, kind of do our part and correct it in a sense. Oh, yeah. And, it's you know, it's not only a result of all this, you know, we we feed that, you know, like I said, with a lot of our underlying messages with, you know, you, you know, you kind of you know, we're sort of taught to compete to be the best or whatever, you know, the top of the class or make sure you, you rise the social economic ladder and be, you know, you know, like, you know, right. there's, there's a lot of, you know, it's a little, you know, there's all these messages that kind of make you feel like you're separated from, 
the rest of society in a way that you're like, you have to, you know, at the end of the day, you got to look out for number one or, you know, make sure you take care of yourself and your family first. And, you know, and it's kind of, and, 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 and what, you know, like, I mean, not to say that you shouldn't succeed or you shouldn't try, try to be the best you can be, but, but the message is, is ultimately, you know, separating, separating us more than bringing us together. And, uh, and, but it's also just part of our human nature and we have a tribal mentality. So it's, you know, and you can see that from the primates on up to us and it's all the same thing. We all like, we don't really, are not very like, you know, there's an us and there's a them, you know, and uh, <laughs> or there's a me and there's everybody else. And, and so it's right. kind of a, and, you know, and that's something that has to, I think you have, like you're saying, you have to train people from an early age to kind of, to, 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 to go against that thinking, because that's sort of naturally what we want to do. And, um, and just because it's naturally what we want to do doesn't mean it's the right thing. It's because it's, 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 it hasn't done us well so far, uh, you know, the human race you. <laughs> for, for, for many, yeah, you know, many like, millennia, you know, <laughs> we've, yeah. you know, we've not been, you know, we haven't been the best. And so we, we got a lot, we still got far to go and ha- and being able to really make this work, you know, and, and, uh, and as we get more, uh, technologically advanced, you know, we, the, the likelihood of us doing ourselves in gets closer and closer and it's, it's important now more than ever <laughs> that, we, that, we, <laughs> that we, that we try to, you know, be, you know, be, be, uh, you know, understand that the greater picture and the, is, is what, the, you know, what, what we need to focus on and not just the individual things and little short-sighted things like short, short gains and short wins, you know, it's, uh, uh it's ultimately not going to, do as well. So. Yeah, I mean, it's always been for me a picture of the end goal, and it's not just an end goal that involves me and my success. It's more about like, what is the impact that I can have? And this is only something that I've come across recently as like even something in my wheelhouse of thought that's comfortable. What is the impact I'm having? What is what work am I putting out and what is, what, how is that educating and what is the feedback? And like, even my trip to school and these other musical educational things I do, like, you know, I walk away with being affected just as much, if not more than the people that I'm going to interact with. You know what I mean? Like that's beneficial to me too, in so many different ways. And, you know, like that trip completely changed me, like seeing a lot of like the interaction and stuff. So, like, you know, if, if you're open to it, it can really be, like, a well-rounded experience. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, right. you know, I, I just, like, I think, um, I know, I, I really want to get involved with this next year. I hope I have some ability to do that. All right, Buzz, I'm going to let you go because we, like, talked over the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <we're> not... <laughs> and I know Are you got stuff to do, Buzz. All right. Well, I know. Thank you so much. I just... I know. I just got back from Vegas and we were talking earlier about how I was like totally short-sighted on this week. So I appreciate you moving some stuff around to make time for me and our listeners. And, um, well, I just hope I get to see you around soon and I wish you the best and happy holidays. Yeah. Likewise. And thanks for having me on. It was, it was a pleasure. I appreciate Okay, everybody, that's going to do it for me and fuzz here. Um, you can follow, Buzz on the internet. Um, I shared a link on my page to connect you guys, and that'll do it for us here on Just Mess and Broadcast on Lions Radio Network. And I just want to wish you guys happy holidays in case you can't check in next week, and we will be live next Thursday again. So that'll do it for us today. Bye, Buzz.
Bye bye. <laughs> bye, dude. <laughs>